Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. I Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Any of you handsome brothers ready to go steal a big hunk of gold? Hello and welcome to Little Marty, the only podcast on the internet dedicated to covering the works of Adam Sandler and Martin Scorsese. My name is Eric Halloween. And my name is Jeremy the Butcher. Eric, this is officially, net. we're in Netflix land now. We're in Netflix land, and you know I realized it as I was saying it, but we're not even really a Scorsese podcast anymore. We co- we've covered all of his movies. We've covered more than his movie. We've covered some of the movies he's acted in. I mean, this this is pretty much a Sandler podcast for the next uh, couple of months here. I I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly. And are we happy about it? I, uh, yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're choosing sure. to. We're choosing to be. Sure. You know, it's it's nice knowing that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, you know, I'll I'll say this, uh, you know, even with the movie, first of all, I want to say we we're Adam Sandler fans. You know, we we like Sandler. It doesn't necessarily mean we endorse every everything. Sure. Uh, uh, all of the content in in his films, but. Uh, you know, I'm excited. Uh, I I think you and I both have kind of had a blind spot for the uh, the Netflix Sandlers. I think we've both been looking forward to these. Um, right. So I think it'll be interesting to uh, to go through some of these um, interesting uh, film to start this whole uh, thing off with. But uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, before we do, we do have a Patreon podcast. Uh, it is. Well, as Jeremy says it, we, we like to put our hair down on that podcast. Yeah, we, we uh, put it down, baby. We put it down. Yep. yep. Jeremy takes out his uh, uh, braids, mm-hmm. and I <laughs> usually have pigtails that I just kind of like undo right. real quickly. Right. Um, um, and I love that even though you undo them, they still stay pigtails. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just kind of born like that. Um, but yeah, you know, over on this Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. We, you know, we do, do a whole bunch of stuff over there, usually directed by the, uh, the folks that, uh, you know, follow, follow the Patreon over there and, uh, we'll, we'll kind of do, we do some random stuff that we, we, th- we're interested in, but we also, uh, you know, we'll dive into films and actors and directors that, uh, the listeners want us to talk about. We uh, just did a whole month on Brendan Fraser movies. That's that right. Yeah, Fraser. Fraser. Yeah, Fraser. Yes. And uh, we are uh, we're kind of towards the end of a Coen Brothers series, um, so it's a good time to join, actually, Jeremy, because we're gonna have to talk about uh, you know what do we do next? What do we do after we cover these Coen Brothers? We we like to do. Themed months, we always do like a good summer horror month. Tis um, true, tis true. The, the holidays are, are usually a great time over there. We've got Halloween, we've got Christmas movies. 
But uh, it's just a great time, Jeremy. I don't know. Did I miss anything? I mean, no way, man. Patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. You can find all this good stuff. It's really a hoot over there. And I don't use the word hoot lightly. No. No, Jeremy hates owls. I do. Hoot hoot, more like you're going to get the boot. Exactly. That's uh I stand that's your by catch that. Phrase. I stand by that. Mm-hmm. Uh well, speaking of a hoot, let's talk about the movie Ridiculous 6. So you have not seen this one either. Six. No, right? I have not seen The Ridiculous 6. Yeah, I remember this one uh, coming out. I remember it hearing. Uh, I don't remember like when, how many films, but I I believe this was the f- when I heard about this movie, it was like, oh, this is the first of like a bunch of Netflix Sandler movies. Yeah, I missed get. this one because also at the time, I believe this came out in 2015. This was not the kind of movie that I was interested in watching. I'll say that, like. Uh, it, it I I actually like had to grow back up into Adam Sandler. Does that make sense? <laughs> mm. Like for I'd a long grow time. Grow down. Maybe. Well, grow down. Maybe like it's yeah. You get it. It's like I didn't um, I didn't really appreciate what Sandler does for. There was a good uh, long while there, and you know honestly. Like I was kind of right to be judgmental <laughs> of Adam Sandler. Like, it's it's he wasn't pumping out great stuff for a good long while. I would say, uh, but you know, it's interesting to go back to a movie like this that I actually think is very funny, um, and uh, and 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 kind of you know w- watch it for what it is more than like what you hope Adam Sandler would be putting out. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I'm i excited to get into like what how this came about and what other people think of this movie because it has an 18% on Metacritic. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm glad you uh, enjoyed this movie because I did too. I, did, I actually thought like... Um, I thought this was like the fun, like as in, judging based on like how many times I actually like laughed out loud. Mm-hmm. This is one of the funnier ones in a while that we've watched from Sandler. Yeah, um, I'll I'll quote a uh, a review on Metacritic that I really like that ad- addresses exactly what you just said, which is like. Strange as it seems, if you choose to set aside the female roles in the Ridiculous Six, reducing women to cleavage or to mute humiliation. The movie is a long, long way away from the worst Sandler movie ever made. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It really true. is. Yeah. And I mean, okay, you might be thinking low bar, but I, I think that like Sandler's movies are always about um, off-color race humor or like making fun of the mentally ill or mentally handicapped or old women or you know what i mean like sandler movies chase after low-hanging fruit in general as as far back as billy madison um and you know they they i think they land the plane a lot more times than you'd think in that kind of stuff like uh you know it's easy for me to say but i don't actually find a lot i don't actually find this movie to be more offensive than something like a happy Gilmore. I just think like the world grew up from happy Gilmore maybe. And like, you know, 
when this movie came out, a lot of people online were not really enjoying a lot of the kind of like white frat boy sense of humor that sometimes Adam Sandler gets accused of. But that being said, I mean, I, again, like this movie is funny to me. (laughs) Like it's, 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 it's got all of the great happy Madison stuff. Uh, uh, you know, despite what movie nations Roger Moore said on December 13th, <laughs> 2015, there's nothing to this. Nothing funny, at least. It's too long, has some bizarre violence, and is built around another inept and doesn't care that he is uh, that he is turned by Sandler. I don't know what that means, but anyway... Uh- yeah. Hey, Roger Moore, uh, you might want to stop reviewing movies and spend a little bit more time being a secret agent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, Roger Moore. Go go, uh, do something in service of the queen for once. Yeah. Jerk. <laughs> yeah. Um, Roger Moore is number one enemy of this podcast now, Jeremy. We, yeah. we, I, I like you know, that I realized continuity. <laughs> we don't really have many enemies here, and I think it's time we start to get some. So... Uh, yeah, I think, you know, in, in, along the, or, uh, in, in continuing the, uh, discussion of the, the, you know, some of the more problematic or controversial elements in these Sandler films, I mean, there's definitely situations like Chuck and Larry, where you, yeah. you, you look at that now and you're like, well, I, maybe they should have known better. Like, it's just yeah. like a little too much, you know? Right. Um, I, but I don't ever feel like it's done in a way that's meant to be hurtful. I think it's just always, I mean, I'm sure, you know, someone, uh, with a, with a native American background would, uh, have a lot of things to say about ridiculous six. And I, you know, I don't know. We're, we're two white people who like can just only sort of, gauge like okay well this is probably this has a potential to like hurt someone's feelings or like anger someone from a different culture so you know we like to call that stuff out um and i'd love to hear it if people you know disagree i guess uh yeah i mean it's i I think but right we're not we're not in any way saying that the stuff in this film is not offensive or in any Sandler movie, you know, that's never going to be our position. You know, our position is that we are a fan of Adam Sandler and, you know, we, we have great affinity for a lot of his classic works and some of his more modern stuff we really like too. Uh, but there is a time period that we're in now and we've been in for some time <laughs> that <laughs> is sort of a, a dip in his quality. And I think uh, not just in like, of making a funny movie, but I think sometimes in, in like being uh, insensitive, right? Uh, so this, but at the same time, that being said, it's not like it's it's not like this type type of comedy is like this type of comedy is emblematic of a certain time period. It's not, you know, he's not the only one doing this kind of comedy, you know, during this time, I guess. And on top of that, it's like. You know, th- this movie in many ways is trying to also, to, it's not trying to make fun of Native Americans or women or people with problems. <laughs> this movie is like making fun of the West, like the wild, wild right. West. So it's making fun of like 
so a lot of the cultural dynamics you see in modern or in like classic westerns it's also like make making fun of white people a lot in the movie as well like the dumbest people in the movie are white uh a lot of the movie takes the position that people of color have to just put up with white people which is a always that's a very good heartbeat for the film to follow um, I think it's problematic pr- a little bit that Adam Sandler's kind of playing a Native American in it, or it's he's like a white guy who was raised by Native Americans. But it's a it's it's a far cry from the worst we've seen. I I I in in my opinion, of course, you know you can that's a sub such a subjective thing to say. You can you can definitely disagree with me. If th- this might be the worst Adam Sandler movie ever made to some people, I kind of think it's Spanglish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would... <laughs> but but Eric, you might think it's Chuck and Larry. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's like we all have like our little sore spots where like ooh that didn't feel good. Um, and this for me is like, you know, I think this is as offensive as The Office. Mm. British like, or U.S. The the U.S. Office. The Michael gotcha. Scott office. Yeah. He's a racist. Like Michael Scott is just a racist in that show. Like and a lot of the jokes are him being a dumb idiot around people who are gay or of a different color than him. And it's like, you know, and but people love the office and we, and we, we either, we tend to either have a good sense of humor about that or we look past it to enjoy our millennial nostalgia or whatever. But like, you know, it, all I'm saying is this is like, to me, this is like not, it oftentimes, again, what I would cite is true is it oftentimes is pointing out the imbalance of power that's usually in the hands of white people throughout our nation's history. And in a, in a way that maybe a a movie like blazing saddles does as well, (laughs) you know, Mm. um, another movie that people are split on, you know, is that a super racist movie? Um, or is it like, a really funny Mel Brooks movie <laughs> that is, you know, yeah, the, a, a classic satire or whatever. So, you know, you're allowed to think whatever you want. Um, we're not here to defend it. We're here to cover it. <laughs> um, you know, I've been trying to think, uh, is Chuck and Larry my least favorite one so far? And I think, I think it actually might be blended <laughs> just because I thought that movie was so boring. <laughs> blended. Sucks. Not offensive at all. It's but, not. A, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's barely offensive. It's, it's really boring. Uh, I, the only thing I like about that movie is that Kevin Nealon's in it, but other true. Than that, get, get that movie out of here. Oh yeah. What's the, uh, just go with it. Is that one of them? Yep. Just oh, go with it. That's that the one also Aniston. sucks. Yeah. Um, and again, those suck for completely different reasons. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is another one, you know, co-written by uh, Tim Hurley and uh, Sandler. The the two, the, that's the duo that also wrote Blended. Um, this is a, uh, let's see here. Hold on, Tim Hurley. I feel like I do this every time Hurley's been come up, come up, but he's written a bunch of them. He wrote Big Big Daddy, The Water Boy, Little Nicky. Mm-hmm. Mr. Deeds, a lot of the good old ones. Yeah, um, he's an SNL guy. By uh, Frank Karachi. Yeah, he's done a bunch. Been, yeah. All Wedding Singer, I believe, Sandler. was the first time they worked together. Yeah, right? Click, Waterboy. Um, 
Yeah. This cast is uh I really like this cla- this cast. I, I my favorite like casting uh in Sandler movies is this kind where you get like a good like you know like a handful of the regular Happy Madison people and then some big stars making idiots out of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um specifically Taylor Lautner, which by the way didn't wasn't Taylor Lautner like I thought there was some bit of trivia from uh Grown Ups 2 where he like had a bad experience on it or something. Does that ring a bell to you or am I just hmm. making Uh wait, that that what happened? I don't know. When I saw Taylor Lautner cuz he was in um Grown Ups 2. Yeah, 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 grown right, right. grown ups too. Right. I thought there was. I'm gonna look this up because it it was oh, bothering me. Oh, he had, a, a he had an issue with um something. I don't know. Yeah, right. Um, maybe I'm just uh babbling about nothing. But anyway, in the meantime, uh, yeah, we got uh, Terry Crews has been in a few of these Sandler movies at this, this point. This is a huge cast, I, I think. I think this is the first Luke Wilson. And Steve's yeah. on in Sandler's. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, it also might be the first Will Forte. Right. Um. Yeah, let's, yeah. Danny Harvey Trejo. Keitel, Harvey Keitel's back. He worked with him before. I don't know if Nick Nolte had worked with Sandler before. Um. But, man, this is a huge movie, dude. Like... Yeah, like I feel like this is just like got a crazy big cast. Yeah, it's interesting that we're covering this um, at the uh, the episode we did previously was the Irishman, and we talked about how it was perhaps like the uh, th- that movie was sort of like the moment, you know, the the thing that made ne- Netflix decide oh, maybe we shouldn't just give like all this money to people, you know, to make movies right, uh, for, right. for a streaming service. I, this I, is definitely like the beginning of that. Yeah, for sure. This was an, this, I think I still consider this t- t- 2015 to be like early Netflix, like yeah. original content time, even though I know they were doing stuff like way even before that. But like, I, I, I feel like this Adam Sandler, like I, I don't think the Irishman did as well for Netflix as like they wanted it to, which would make sense because it's sort of a, you know, the film is maybe not for everyone. Adam Sandler's broad comedy, though, I bet he's made them a lot of money. Like I bet this film did probably, yeah, probably better than. Yeah, I bet this film did. What um, I like about The Irishman is, uh, and I know that Netflix has the you can like pay less and watch ads, which I've, I've been doing that and it's terrible because they play the same, they play the same ad of like, uh, what's his name? Uh, who plays Ant-Man, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Right. There's like a Paul Rudd Heineken commercial where he plays Ant-Man that I've seen like a hundred times in the last week. (laughs) Yeah. On the, on the Wikipedia under release, it says on January 6th, 2016. So about a year or no, about a month after the film had released, uh, Netflix announced that the film had been viewed more times in 30 days than any other film in Netflix history. Wow. It also made it to the number one spot in every territory in which Netflix operates. Um, 
I wonder what there's uh I, I, I wonder if there's something to the fact that The Irishman is like four hours long and it's like not a miniseries. You know what I mean? Because they have all these, especially, especially documentaries, um, they have all these like mini docu-series that are like divided into like three or four parts. Or I wonder if there's like some, you know, metric that they use to like measure how things are going. Um, it's probably like based a tape on, like, measure. The, yeah, yeah, probably a tape measure, maybe a couple rulers taped <laughs> <Yeah>. together. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Just to like, because if someone watches The Irishman, it's like four hours long. That's the equivalent of watching like two other movies and then like two episodes of some TV show. You know? Right, right. I don't know. But again, isn't ne- Netflix, from what I understand, like doesn't tell anybody anything about their how things are going or how much money things make. Right, right. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it would be nice if they ever released that kind of stuff, but I guess they don't have to. Yeah. I don't know. Don't know, but uh, The Ridiculous Six, Jeremy, it's, uh, let's see here. Surprisingly uh, bountiful Wikipedia page for the... Um, Let's see if there's anything interesting in here. Uh, okay, this is worth pointing out. Uh, April 23rd, 2015. Um, approximately a dozen native actors and actresses, as well as native cultural advisor, uh, left the set of Sandler's newest film production in protest uh, of its portrayal of the Apache culture. That's kind of Well, there sad. you go. Um, uh, a representative of Netflix responded by saying the movie has ridiculous in the title for a reason because it is ridiculous it is a broad satire of western movies and the stereotypes they popularized uh, featuring a diverse cast that is not only part of but in on the joke alright well wow I mean, people it, have it doesn't, right it doesn't to... get, yeah, it doesn't get any clearer than that. I mean, they did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. According to Lee, those who left raised legitimate issues, but it was the wrong battlefield. Oof. Well. Um, uh, who's Lee, Ricky Lee, a Native American actor in the film? said that previous news reports were exaggerated and indeed were there were only four actors who left, but there were 150 extras, including grandmas, grandpas, and children who kept working. <laughs> Apparently for the film's rap party, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's uh, that's sad. Sad? It's sad and you know, when you're being, like, your options are, work on this you know make myself a stereotype or not work (laughs) right yeah i don't know i'm kind of like on the side of uh you know if it's uh i mean like i I don't want to talk about this the whole episode but i will say if it's (laughs) if it's a uh you know 
in regards to like what the Netflix executive says about like, well, this is a stereotype of like Western movies or something. But if it if it it doesn't matter if that if the thing is still making people of a certain culture feel um, bad or mm-hmm. you know offended. I think right. because then that means that maybe that idea that you think that the I move the movie is uh, is maybe not as clear as it should be. Right. Um, yeah. Or maybe like you know, I wonder how many conversations the people making like who are making the decisions checked in with the the people who that could be affecting. Right. Like that's a that's a big part of this that we've learned is like, you know, I'm sorry to Adam Sandler and Tim Herlihy, but neither one of you guys are Native American and you're writing this movie be and you want it to be a satire, but like it's not it's not your place to do that necessarily. Just like it's not your place to do Chuck and Larry, you know what I mean? Like th- at the end of the day that's what it is. It's just like you know, na- if Native American people want to satirize themselves they go for it but if you're gonna do it as a white guy it's like well then this is gonna happen again no i agree we shouldn't talk about this the whole episode but it is to me that's just very clear it's just like yeah probably shouldn't have made should have definitely made the story something different you know you could have just had cowboys and bandits like it didn't have to be (laughs) you know you could have had Native Americans in the film as heroes, as purely heroic, and not have anything to do with the main story you're telling. Um, I found the uh, so this this is the Taylor Lautner thing. Uh, is he um, is for some reason uncredited in Grown Ups too? I think that's uh, why I had. I think maybe on that episode we were like, uh, you know, guessing as to maybe why that is. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I was, that's what I was referring to. But anyway, nice. uh, trivia. I mean, that's probably like the most interesting trivia about this movie. So let's uh, let's get into this bad boy. Um, we are in the old west. Tommy, uh, known as White Knife by the American Indian tribe who raised him after his mother was murdered, is uh, to marry a member of the tribe named Smoking Fox, Julia Jones, as arranged by his adoptive father, Chief Screaming Eagle. Uh, Following a run-in with Will Patch and his left-eye gang who claims to have removed their right eye, uh, as well as a one-eyed food proprietor named Clem, uh, Tommy is visited by a bank robber named Frank Stockburn. Who claims that? Who claims to be his biological father? Um, Frank tells Tommy that he is dying of consumption and had amassed fifty thousand dollars buried in a meadow, which he offers to Tommy and his tribe. <clears throat> so we're getting Sandler, we're getting Nick Nolte, Steve Zahn. Oh Forte. man, yeah. Nick Nolte doesn't come for a minute too. It's like I, you know, this is a hundred and twenty minute long movie. This is two hours long, which is, uh, to everyone's uh, point, uh, very long for a uh, comedy. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this this, and that's why the plot on Wikipedia is like four hundred years long. I feel so bad for you right now. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, I I think this opening is really stupid in the in the in the good way. I really like Will Forte and his gang is really funny to me. Uh, 
Steve Zahn is is so funny in this in this opening to me. Um, yeah, I, I really like this. Did you have a what did you think of this opening? Pretty pretty stupid. I like no. <laughs> I like the way that uh, first of all, I like the cast, but I like the way the roles that everyone is cast in, specifically the two gangs. I think it's great. There's like a because uh, Nick Swartzen is in like the other yeah. like the rivals, right? Yeah. And there's a point like a funny moment like later in the movie where I was like, oh, this is interesting. We've never act- we- I don't think we've seen Swartzen being sort of like a villain or something right. in, in a Sandler movie. It's, it's an interesting uh, dynamic, but yeah, it's, I don't know which, which crew I think is funnier. I actually think the rival, uh, the rivals are, are funny. I think than, they're funnier yeah. too. Yeah. They're, they're really, they're really great. And um, again, just super stupid stuff. And like the way Adam Sandler fights too, is also like a big gag where he like, he's so fast. He does like a handstand and then kicks them. <laughs> Or yeah. does a flip kick or something? Uh, yeah, just incredibly dumb stuff. And he's with this uh, this um, woman, Smoking Fox, which is I wonder, a, kind of a reveal, right? Right. Uh, I wonder, like, how involved Sandler is in like the post production process, where they're like coming up with those like visual gags of like him Mm -hmm. fighting and and stuff like that. Cause it sort of does have like his, it's definitely at least got the like happy Madison, you know, sense of humor to it, I think. Um, Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and, and again, that's what I like about this movie is like this to me is in the same uh, vein as something like a water boy or a little Nicky where it's just like it's just such like a such a heightened comedy, you know, as mm. opposed to something like a blended which is more of a grounded comedy. It's more about like real people doing real things and funny stuff happens as opposed to this is just like this is almost like an anchor man or something which is like everything is stupid <laughs> in it. <laughs> right. Um and then uh, we haven't gotten to him yet, but uh, I will say my favorite character is Taylor Lautner. <laughs> Taylor oh, Lautner's God. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, he's great. Uh, the next day, a group of bandits led by the ruthless Cicero uh, come to the village and want Frank to give them his big score. Frank has the bandits kidnap him so he can lead them to the money at the so-called singing windmill. Uh, in return for the bandits not attacking Tommy or the natives. After searching the meadow, Tommy is unable to find the stash of money and sets off on a quest to steal the amount needed and save his father. Uh, During his journey, Tommy discovers what he has, or that he has five half-brothers, Mexican burro rider uh, Ramon, whose innkeeper mother had a fling with Frank, uh, mentally uh, stunted yet happy-go-lucky little Pete, whose strong neck makes him immune to hanging. <laughs> uh, mountain man Herm, uh, who speaks incomprehensibly and helped his mother sell their moonshine. I love how there's always like a guy who you can't understand. Right? In these yeah. Sandler movies. 
Uh, a drunkard named Danny, who was the former bodyguard of Abraham Lincoln and is <laughs> guilt-ridden from accidentally leading John Wilkes Booth to murder the president when he mistook him for a fan of the president on his way to the restroom. And African-American saloon pianist Chico, who confesses to being half-white. <laughs> so that's the crew. Those are the half-brothers. Yeah, Terry Crews. Um, this is like like Terry Crews ended up uh, being in Brooklyn Nine Nine, and I think like became sort of a comedy icon or something. At, but like, wasn't definitely wasn't always. Oh, and he was in the Old Spice commercials too, right? Um, and it made him like yeah, like a bit of a, I like a com- comedic actor. But um, but around this time, I don't. I remember this being kind of a. This is all very fun casting choices. Like Terry Crews was like, ooh, that's interesting. And, um, you know, Rob Schneider is obviously going to be in there. Taylor Lautner is a very inspired casting choice, uh, I think. And um, uh, the only one, and Luke Wilson's obviously very fun, but the only the only one that I think is a very much a product of its time <laughs> that's funny to look back on. Well, I guess they're all products of their time, but like Jorge Garcia yeah uh is really but yeah specifically if you liked the show lost then this this is a meaningful casting choice for you (laughs) um never watched you know what i there's uh i've gone back and forth on wanting to watch lost right people i I will always decide not to do it because i've never watched it before but it seems like people were having such a good time with that show literally until like the very end. I know. And, and like, I and I've well, heard what the end is and I like the idea behind the end. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I watched I think the end of Dexter was dumb, but uh <laughs> there's some seasons of Dexter that are like really good. I wouldn't say like don't want, but I don't know. I'm always, I'm turned off by the uh people seem to be like offended by how how much they didn't like the that finale for some reason i i'd like to maybe check out lost at some point i i i mean yeah the endings of most shows sucks the ending of game of thrones sucked too hey if you guys want us to do a lost podcast on the uh, the patreon let let us us know know. yeah well yeah uh meanwhile clem joins the left eye gang at the cost of his only functional eye and helps them abduct Smoking Fox. She escapes due to Clem's blindness and begins searching for Tommy and his half-brothers, not known as the Ridiculous Six, or now known as the Ridiculous Six. Uh, After meeting Chico and Danny, the half-brothers have a run-in with Chico's boss, sociopathic saloon owner Smiley Harris, uh, who was part of Frank's gang until Frank stole his cut of the their biggest score and left him to die at the windmill. Uh, when Smiley attempts to kill the half-brothers out of revenge against Frank, he ends up being unintentionally decapitated by Ramon. <laughs> this is really funny. <laughs> later encounters Abner Doubleday, uh, who is developing baseball which uh, with some Chinese immigrants. Yeah, this is great, too. This is really oh, this funny. Oh, the Turo stuff? Yeah. Just making up rules <laughs> as he goes along. Um, the left eye gang soon, uh, catch up to the ridiculous six while the latter are relaxing in a pond. The gang overpowers the ridiculous six and steal their loot through Herm's ramblings translated by Tommy. The ridiculous six, uh, decide to go to rob a 
Gambling Man or a Gambling Game in Yuma, hosted by Ezekiel Grant, uh, John Lovitz. John Lovitz, yeah. <laughs> and attended by Mark Twain, Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice, uh, yeah, yeah, great. And Very General inspired. George Armstrong Custer, David Spade, of course. Uh, the Ridiculous Six succeed, though Wyatt Earp nearly jeopardizes their plan and set off to ransom their father. Um, yeah, I like, uh, it's kind of like a, I like an adventure setting to a comedy like this too, you know, getting to, it's, it just, it's a nice way to kind of like meet all these different weirdos. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I will say that my, uh, I do kind of have a blind spot for Westerns. Um, like I, I've, I've seen probably like four or five of the ones that, you know, everyone has seen, but, uh, I wonder how much of this, how much like, you know, deep Western, uh, references there are in this. For some reason, I don't think that there are a a ton. Uh, Maybe not specifically pointed ones, like... Um. Yeah, maybe not spe- too specific, <laughs> uh, but definitely like the genres being spooked. Yeah, pretty good yeah. here, I guess. Yeah. Um. On the way, the ridiculous six come across the wait. Yeah, come across the Left Eye Gang, who have been left to die in the desert by Cicero. Tommy and the brothers rescue the Left Eye Gang and reclaim the fifty thousand dollars they had stolen from them. Uh, that evening, Tommy sees a photograph uh, carried by Danny that proves Cicero is the one who murdered his mother and sets off alone to rescue his father and confront the bandit uh, leader. After meeting with Cicero and paying the ransom, Tommy confronts Cicero just and gets his revenge on his <laughs> mother's killer. Hey, uh, someone might want to copy edit this Wikipedia. Yeah. I'm just saying. We know, you know, I think Pizza Party Queen had admitted that... Uh, she does most it, of the Wikipedias? Yes, or, or uh, you know, I, I here's, here's my theory, okay? Brian, Pizza Party Queen, and any other, you know, listeners that want to really uh, make us look like fools. <laughs> like, I, like I was just made a fool. Yeah, you um, were definitely made a fool of just now. Um, they will go in because they know what movies we're going to be talking about. They will go in and they will edit the plot on Wikipedia. Yeah, I felt like Brian's been doing little naughty stuff like that. I I gotta say, it's against the rules, and I don't condone condone this behavior. No, but it is a funny idea. Uh, let's see here. The ridiculous six who followed Tommy along with the Left Eye Gang have a reunion with their long lost father when Frank learns. Uh, his son succeeded his expectations by amassing 100 grand. Uh, he reveals that he masterminded his abduction. But Tommy, encou- or Tommy counters that his group had a plan B, a hidden bomb inside the bag containing the ransom money. Uh, when the bomb explodes and commotion ensues, Frank runs off to a mine with Smoking Fox as his hostage. Uh, Tommy runs after them and successfully rescues his bride-to-be and captures his father. What do you think of all this, like, 
we're kind of getting like all the action, you know. Action yeah, stuff. Uh, yeah, it's 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 tough because I I think the action is fun in this movie, but like, you know, not obviously the same as watching like a real western that's taking itself seriously. And not sure. that all of those are even good either, but you know, definitely it's. I'm not like. Oh wow, the action in this movie. So, you know, the movie uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, you know, is a comedy that has a lot of gr- like stunning action sequences or whatever. Um and yes, high bar or whatever, but it's like I don't know. This is this no, there's nothing I didn't notice. I'll put it that way. Right. Yeah, me too. I actually I usually don't that's the one thing I don't like about a uh, action comedy. I don't know. I, I wouldn't call this an action comedy, but it does have, you know, the inevitable, like, a- big action, you know, scene or whatever sure. at the end. Um, is that I, it's usually, like, not that funny to me, I think. No. Because, I don't Unless know. Unless they're specifically doing funny action stuff. Although I do think the one at the end of Grown Ups 2 is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Or I always think the Anchor, I, I brought up Anchorman twice in this podcast. Wow. Yeah. But the Anchorman, Anchorman fight good. is great. Yeah. Um, the role models one is good too. Okay, yeah, role there's, models there's some good great. ones. There, there's some good ones, but they have to be like, oh man, yeah, yeah. There's some good ones, but they have to be, yeah, they have to have something comedic about them usually, and and this has some good stuff for sure. Um, back in the native village, Tommy weds Smoking Fox with his half brothers in attendance. Uh, since the revelation that their biological father Frank Stockburn was no more than a two-bit crook, Screaming Eagle decides to adopt all the half-brothers as he did with Tommy. Uh, the Left Eye Gang revealed that they lied about removing their right eyes, much to the anger of, of Clem. Oh, heartbreaking. Can you imagine yeah. if this was you? <laughs> um, in the post-credits, Abner Doubleday and his Chinese baseball team do a chant to detail their appreciation for the Stockburns. And that's it. That's wow. freaking Ridiculous Six. Like, uh, I kind of feel like, I always kind of feel like we're the Ridiculous Two, Eric. What do you think? That's not a bad name for us. I think, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to write that down. I'm going to start calling us the Ridiculous Two. Yeah, the Ridiculous Two, in honor of this of this grand film. Yes. It'll be one of those things that carries over throughout our podcast that like once we change themes and topics will make no sense, you know? Right. Kind of like how we still rate movies on Chucky Freckles, uh, even though we haven't (laughs) talked about the Chucky (laughs) movies in like four years. (laughs) But definitely we should. Yeah, we should revisit. Oh, man, that would be fun. Doing like a just revisiting the Chucky movies. Dude. Hey, if you want us to do it, I've still yeah. got the box set. I've got them all and, in Blu-ray. Yeah. Hit me up. Let's go. Yeah, and, you know, something for the Patreon. Maybe, maybe something to maybe, consider. Maybe but, for this uh, this October or something. <clears throat> we could do that. Yeah, not a bad idea. Um, we also got to do Megan. By the way, I'm I'm dying. Oh yeah, to Megan too. Megan. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, Jeremy. Ridiculous six. Uh, final thoughts, and you know, out of. F- uh, Four Chucky Freckles. What do you what do you give this bad boy? Uh, let's see. I gave the cobbler a one. 
Uh, <clears throat> I gave Blended a two. I like this better than Blended. I like this better <clears throat> as much as Pixels. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. For now, I'm going to give this a 2.25. I'm going to give the Ridiculous 6 2.25. Um... Mm, that's too high. I'm going to give <laughs> it a two, and I'm going to give, well, hmm, I gave Just Go With It a 1.75. I should get, I, I'm going to change my Just Go With It score. He should lower it. Yeah, that's going to be a, that's a, that's a one, I think. That's a one. Uh, Jack and Jill's a two. I, that's my boys a two. I, okay, I guess ridiculous six to me is a one point seven five. I'm not going lower than that though, because of the because of the laughs. But um, blended, I am gonna lower to a one point five, and then men, women, and children can stay at a two. Okay, that's that works. That looks good. One point seven five for me. Ridiculous six. Final thoughts on it. Um, you know, if if we since we spoke so much about the uh, the controversy of the film um already i don't want to get more into that uh what i'll say about it is this has genuinely good laughs genuinely good funny moments in it that are um i think fun for all and a lot of like good natured humor in terms of like who's being poked fun at um a lot of historical figures you know i i i have always hated everyone's like obsession this is kind of a tangent but with mark twain like people who love Mark Twain, I'm like I always I always find it like the worst people I've ever met in my life. So I'm always like so like casting vanilla ice as Mark Twain to <laughs> me feels like a funny joke. Like I like yeah. that. It's like it's like come on. He wasn't that smart. Anyway. Uh 1.75. Eric, what's your thoughts on what Is it Mark six? Twain the guy that wrote holes? <laughs> That's right. He did. Um <laughs> Mark, yeah, okay. Let's see. I, you know, you uh, pe- piqued my interest at my own past ratings that I've given out, and uh, I was reminded uh, when I was looking at my score of Paul Blart Mall Cop Two, which I gave a three point seven five out of four. Uh-huh. Um, if you know, if you're interested, we do have uh, we did Blart Vember last year, so we do have we do have episodes up on the Paul Blart series. Mm-hmm. Um, just a quick plug of that but uh yeah you know i was initially i was gonna give this like a 2.5 or something and then i was thinking like no i'm just my i feel like my barometer is off because of yeah i hate to say it but the the sandlers have just not been as good in the last <laughs> oh i don't know few months of this po- sure, sure. podcast so i think realistically uh would you give it a one point i give it a 1.75 which i'll say is is it's it's getting that score a lot of the reason is because of the uh the controversy around the stuff like i just would feel weird about giving it much higher than that but yeah yeah i'll but, agree with that but um, it is but it is it is much funnier than uh, other other films in the in the ones, you know. 
Yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 the thing that I really like about this movie is it gave me, it gave me hope. It gave me laughs. Mm-hmm. Gave, and uh, gave me lots of hope, lots of laughs. Yeah, and that's you know that's what that's what this world needs. Um, so yeah, but uh, anyway, Jeremy, next week we are uh, continuing with these Sandler uh, festivities, and uh, I'm of course know what the next movie is, and I'm not looking at it. <laughs> I'm Ooh, just going to seamlessly say that the next movie it's either a Hotel Transylvania. No, it's too soon for that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hold on, let me guess. Is it? Oh, is it um the do over? It's the do over. Oh fuck yeah! Here we go. Yeah, here we it's go. Do over. Yeah, we got Sandler and Spade. That's great, Sandler Spade. And then the next film after that is uh, Stanley Wexler, a movie I actually really like. So oh good, yeah. Nice. So we have that to look forward Do to. Do over. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, anyway, thanks for listening. Follow or, yeah, follow us on Twitter at HubieHalloween1. Um, and then uh, Patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy if you want to uh, support the show and listen to a whole bunch of, of uh, great episodes. Uh, anyway, Norma, I'll see you in my dreams. Mm-hmm.